1: Hello, welcome to the Always Be Comedy Podcast. My name is James Gill. I am the MC at the multi award winning comedy nights, Always Be Comedy. I'm joined, as always, by my comedy husband, Always Be Comedy's very own, Tim Lewis. Hello, Tim Lewis. Hello, James Gill. The Always Be Comedy Podcast is where we sit down with a guest and they curate what would be their dream comedy gig, who would open who would close? What sort of gigging nightmare that they've experienced must not, under any circumstances, happen at this fantasy comedy gig? It's all this and so much more, and by so much more, we often mean quite a lot of gossip. Hello, welcome to the Always Be Comedy podcast. It is a Christmas episode. Is it a bonus episode? Is it just a Christmas episode? Doesn't
0: matter, we're here. Tim merry christmas merry christmas james merry christmas the listeners um right so
1: christmas episode wanted to do something a bit different so tim lewis credit where it where it is due has come up with some categories as we look back on 2023 tim do, would you like to start with best corridor of your
0: favorite corridor pick oh okay yes so this is the abc awards <laughs> Just a nice way to celebrate the year we've had.
1: Sorry, yeah, you're right. These are the Always Be Comedy Awards. We cannot emphasise this enough. It's a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please, please don't be hurt, anyone. Look, we're very lucky. A lot of comedians listen to this podcast and we wouldn't want anyone to be put out. It's not like this is the Oscars and we're handing out, like, we're not handing out actual... uh, What's the word I'm after here, Tim? Like like tangible, Trotes. physical. We're not handing out physical re- gongs for this. This is just
0: a bit of festive fun as we look back on the year. Yes, but I must stress, I've just put one name down for each one, just in case, for even any fear of that. I mean, there is an instance of, it wasn't a comedian, but somebody was named,
1: somebody, I'm not going to name them, won some sort of Twitter poll, and then gave a very earnest acceptance speech via video. So it's not, we're, we're not, it's not, it, this is just, it's a bit of, bit of fun. Always be comedy awards. Good luck, this is the big one. Now, um, Tim, what would you like to start with? So let's start with our favorite corridor pick. <sighs> oh, we've gone in with the big guns.
0: Yeah, so I, I actually had to write down three for this, just going against completely what I said. But, guys, it's a corridor pick. Uh, all I picked three, and all three of them include Nish Kumar, believe it or not.
1: Well, I have a feeling we're both... I think we might be going
0: for the same or very similar corridor pick. You you say yours, and then I'll pick the one which you don't pick because it'll be
1: a very <laughs> no. Cool it's, I think it's all right if we pick the same one. I mean, there's so, there's so many honourable mentions. There's a very funny. One. Oh no, hang on, Tim. I didn't realise this was going to be so hard. There's one yeah, that... where you, me, and Bridget Christie do like a Beastie Boys pose. That I, I do. I do. I, I did enjoy that one, and we, we we have a lot of love for Bridget Christie. Tim, look, look the corridor pick has been. A a great thing for a few years. However, we have to acknowledge, and this is all down to you, in 2023, it it was
0: taken to another level. I I didn't have much to do the other night. I went through our entire Instagram to try and find, when did we actually start doing this corridor pick? Because I really feel like this year has been the year of us properly going for it and really... It's one of the things I look most forward to on a night, honestly. So, hang on. What is the answer? When did we? When did the cor- we've been doing corridor picks for
1: a, for a while? But when did it properly become a proper thing?
0: I think I bel- Okay, well, the first documented one <laughs> I'm going to say is the 21st of September, 2021. I want to say, which is John Richardson and wonderful Matt Ford. Wow, that is astonishing intel. It took a lot of scrolling to get there, but yes.
1: Have you seen the
0: one um, from
1: April where it's Celia, Bridget, Joe, Thomas, and it's an optical illusion, and it looks as though Celia is carrying Bridget's leg? <laughs> yeah, look, that was that was been considered. Don't worry about that. I mean, that is a, that's a thing of beauty, right? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, and this hasn't been easy. Fifth of April, Rose Matafeo, Beck Hill, Nish Kumar, Emily V. Gordon, Kumal Nanjiani. Because I think that was where the corridor pick that's where we went intergalactic.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was our breakthrough moment. <laughs> yeah, that was a really special one. Yeah.: So what the story behind the night, Kumal Nanjiani,
1: by the way, what a human being! What, what an absolute prince. So he, he's been in uh, London filming, I think we can say, can't we? I think so. He's been filming Ghostbusters, right? And uh, I think, did he already know? Did he, I think he already knew the Kumars, Gambles and Acasters of this world.
0: I believe like, so, yes. I think
1: pre-Ghostbusters, he knew those dudes. Um. Oh no, Tim, I've got, I've got, you know what? I picked the wrong one. Oh, yeah. There's one before that, 29th of March, because that's the, that's where it goes into... I've picked the wrong one, I think. Oh, God, I'm tying myself in nuts. Right, I'm going to go with this one. <laughs> I'm going with this one. I picked the wrong one. 29th of March, Rachel Parrish. Rachel Parrish? <laughs> I've gone mad. Rachel Parrish, Nish Kumar, uh, Alexandra Haddo, Ed Gamble, Kumal Nanjiani was that Kumal? Was that Kumal's
0: debut? That was his first time at Always Be Comedy. Now that gets five hundred and twenty likes.
1: Oh yeah. Um, am I right in saying that that was the
0: first one that properly popped? I think so, and it also had the main quality which I was looking for when it come come to picking a winner. It was the messages we were getting <laughs> privately. People saying, what? What's that? We were, we were getting private messages from people going, yeah,
1: what the, what the H happened? So Kamal was down filming Ghostbusters. He's pals with the Kumars and Gambles and A-casters of this world. Comes down to ABC with Nish. And does his first stand-up performance? Oh, Tim! This is—I mean, as I'm speaking in real time, my brain goes: This bonus episode was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> does his first stand-up performance for a number of years, and obviously annihilates it. So you've got a Hollywood superstar on a recording pause from a Ghostbusters movie coming down to to, to your comedy
0: night, and I mean. That was a big, big moment to him. Yeah, it was so exciting. It was, again, my favourite thing where it's completely unannounced. The audience have no clue it's going to happen. I mean, it's all very last minute. We weren't sure it was going to happen until the day. And yeah, then he's actually here. Someone who I'd been aware of for years and years. But I just sort of assumed I'd never see him get to do stand-up, unfortunately, because he was... so so busy being in all the Hollywood films so going to see him do it in the intimate grounds of Tommy Field was just heaven
1: that's where dream that's where your comedy dreams are actually eclipsed I would say we never in our wildest dreams would we have imagined it sounds like false modesty now doesn't it but Hollywood superstar coming down that's a lovely bit of business absolutely
0: Tim, I feel like you've got, you've, you've, you've got another ace in the hole. So mine, that, that came very close. That came very close. But I think my favourite, it has to be, it's another Nish special. It's from the 12th of October. In this photo, we have Nish Kumar, Sophie Hagen, a debuting Bill Bailey... And then two friends off the acts. We have Finn Wolfhart from Stranger Things. And we have Mark Lamar. Now, (laughs) can I just say, I'm just going to say this, Tim. I know we're not in competition here. However, you win. It's, look, we we all win. (laughs) Everyone wins with this one. I, it's, Ed Gamble describes it as a fever dream, that photo. And it really is. (laughs) But I'm proud to say I've taken the only photo where Finn Wolfhart and Mark Lamar are in the same building, surely. (laughs) Absolutely mad. Together at last. Together at last, again, my Instagram DMs that night were popping off, let's say, because of of course they were. So Lamar this is, by the way this is a gr-
1: already what a great episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys there's so many more categories to come
1: this is, this we could have just done a bonus episode on the corridor pictures Lamar came down obviously an icon and and he, he heard early doors that I was a warm up and then once he heard I was a warm up because he was a warm up back in the day before he exploded uh we were off and away exchanging Uh, warm up stories. Lovely. And then Finn Wolfhard, at the risk of a sweeping generalization, is your classic, lovely Canadian. So polite, so sweet. Um, What was fantastic as people, because we'd we'd deliberately sat Finn in the corner, you know, young lad, preposterously famous, so you want to, you know, you want to make sure he's okay. And then as people were exiting the gig, Tim, I would have paid cash money for the double takes. <laughs> so can you imagine like Stranger Things fans exiting the comedy gig and then they're looking down and to their right before they walk out the door and they can't stop because everyone's walking out the door. And the number of people look down and to their right and then looked away to keep walking and then snap back as if to say, that can't be Finn Wolfhard. And, but then it's too late because they've, they've had to keep walking. It was a thing of beauty. There's a Bond movie where the car comes out of the water. It's one of the Roger Moore ones and a, and a guy does a double, t- I think a pigeon does a double take as well. <laughs> and it was it was like that, was, um, without Googling, was it a spy of me? Anyway, um, yeah, so that yeah, Tim, great category, well done.
0: I have to say, I always, i. Always am so pleasantly surprised by the Always Be Comedy audience that when a friend of one of the acts who is quite famous does come to a gig, everyone's always so respectful and no one comes up and acts inappropriately. So I do want to say <laughs> congrats to the audience. Thank you very much. They're always very respectful. That
1: is so true. And it happened with Phil Dunster uh, from yeah. Ted Lasso. And everyone just let Phil enjoy his night. Which is the one, I'm putting you on the spot, Tim, which is the one that had the most... Listen, I know that what I'm saying, it goes against common sense. You shouldn't put everything on social media. It's not good for your health. I get all that. However, let
0: me just (laughs) embrace it. Tim, which one had the most likes? I have a feeling. It's actually, it's neither of those two. It is actually one, you mentioned him already, Phil Dunster. It's the (laughs) Essentially, the Ted Lasso cast pick of Ellie Taylor, Brett Goldstein, Phil Dunster, and then also Ashleen B and Ray Badron. So, so the, so the the Lamar Finn Wolfhard pick
1: eight hundred and fifteen, which is okay. That is a lot. What, what does the Dunster one get then? Oh, you did that genius one with Tim Key crossing
0: the road. That's. That look, that that's yeah, we can't <sighs> overlook that one. That's a failure. I
1: wasn't there, suffice to say, but uh, Dennis Law missed in the European Cup final. So, so, I was on a warm up. Celia, Ray B, Sam Campbell, Amy Annette, Tim Key, and they do it. They open the door. Oh, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you're in for a treat here. Get get on board, and they do it with them staggered as if, and they get closer and closer to the camera. It's ge- I and mean, it's genius. 351. So an honourable mention to that. I'm frantically trying to find the
0: (laughs) Dunster pick. Wow. I found it. Go on Tim. We are talking 1,469 likes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) jaw-dropping. Yeah, it's good stuff. The Ted Lasso fans, they love it.
1: The Ted Lasso fans, they do love
0: it. Oh, I tell you what, there was another
1: great one actually. Uh, Mary O'Connell, Rachel Fairburn, Kevin Bridges, and then it's it's Ivo Graham holding up the uh, the comedy night chalkboard sign and holding it in, the, brandishing it like a weapon almost.
0: That is, yeah, that's a real. That's a favorite. That's so good. That's a good one. Anyway, okay. As you can probably tell, we could have talked. To- a lot more about the
1: corridor picks, right? Tim, are you going for new act next?
0: I'm going what for think, new... I think we've got the same one. Okay, interesting. I'm going to say Scarborough's own Paddy Young. Oh, ho, ho,
1: ho! twist! We've not gone for the oh, Paddy Young's a great shout.
0: We've not gone for the same one. So now I'm I... worrying that mine wasn't this year. Well, we'll we'll come to it and see. But also, that's fine. I'm going to say that's fine as the creator of the awards. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Superb. Um, Paddy Young has done a gig a few times. He had a lot of hype going into Edinburgh. He had one of the most successful debut years in Edinburgh I've ever seen, and it was one of those where they kept adding extra shows. And I finally got my ticket for it and finally saw the show, finally got to see what the big deal was. And, I mean, he really lived up to the hype. It was excellent. So brilliant. Good dude as well. Good good fit with ABC. Very good fit with ABC. Good energy. If I may say so, there might be a Paddy Young episode coming in the new year. Just act surprised when it comes out. Uh, Paddy (laughs) Paddy Young's a great show. Also, we're not
1: allowed to talk about it. But we did some very, I mean, I'm scaring myself by even referencing them. We did some secret shows. Uh, when we're allowed to talk about it, you'll be the first to know. We did some very secret shows uh, here at Always Be Comedy. And Paddy Young did one of those. And he, he
0: roofed it as well, didn't he, Tim? It was so good. Maybe now I really can't talk about, annoyingly, my joke for year is one he told on that night. And I we're... won't be able to say it.
1: Now we are le- we've we've signed documents, so we are legally prohibited from speaking about these secret shows. But Tim and I here at Always Be Comedy did a run of shows, and I, I Tim, are we even allowed to say that we did the shows? I'm sure. I mean, I mean we, we we've probably said enough. We probably shouldn't say any more than that. Is that fair? I th- I think that's fair. I'm I'm saying no more. Yeah, we'll draw the line there. But anyway, we got Paddy involved, and he was. Terrific. You know what, Tim? I'm gonna go with I've written down I've got Sharon Wanjohi.
0: Oh yes. She's terrific. That is an that is a brilliant shout. So good. But, Tim. Oh. Two words.
1: Munya chihuahua. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, if Tim were, oh, hang on a minute. I nearly said, I nearly said it's Tim won the first one, I might have just edged it on that one. But then, but then that's a silly thing to say because Paddy is, Paddy is magical. But Munya Chihuahua basically he came down, did the Wandsworth gig.
0: And it's, was it his first ever gig or something? It was... One of his first We've been single figures of his of gigs, anyway.
1: And but what happened was, from the moment we met him, it, it, you could hear like a, a chorus of angels. We just, <laughs> it, I, I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I'm 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 older than him, but not not old enough to say I'm about to say. I feel quite paternal towards Munya. I, I really, do you know what I mean? I really do. You? I, I, I always want to put an arm around the guy. I love it. I, I love him so much, and we have this lovely rapport with him, which sounds very patronising, given that he's a comedy juggernaut. <laughs> but basically, Munya, I, I think it's fair to say he felt he really felt at home at Always Be Comedy and did loads of gigs across the year. And then when the sellout tour was came out, he met. He went out of his way to give Tim and myself plum tickets at one of the London dates. And so we went there as his guests and we were, I mean, pride is one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? But <laughs> however, nevertheless, we still felt very proud and again, it sounds very patronising because he's very successful. But about like saying you feel proud of Adele, isn't it? But um we, we still felt re- very proud of it. And because we'd seen him work up the material, it always be comedy. um I feel I feel profound love for Munya. I really, I care deeply for him, and uh, I, I think, I think Tim, I'd say Munya is one of those. It's, it, it's a classic. It comes into the old Ramesh, Pasco, Ashling, Brett Goldstein type thing where I, I wonder if we enjoy the success more than he does.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think. Look, I think Munya looks like he's having a wonderful time, but it was so exciting scene. Seen that material translate from a seventy-seater to in front of thousands of people in Kentish Town. It was just
1: yeah. And the, the reason why I name those names that I've I've said to Brett many times and and like, especially Brett many a time down the years that I think I'm enjoying all of this. Uh, the the Emmys etc., probably more than than he, I mean he's enjoying it. But but Tim and I take uh, great delights. Right, Tim, are we happy with the new act? I felt that was
0: a, that was a Tim. These categories are, are wonderful. I think so, and he keeps bringing up memories, which is so lovely. Yeah, cause Sharon Wan I think first time we saw her was our birthday show. I just I hadn't thought about that for a while, so it's just yeah, a lovely trip down memory lane. She's got such star quality. She's, I mean, anyway, Sharon's wonderful. Yeah,
1: Munya, we sort of don't need to shine a light on him in that he's, you know, he's as I say a behemoth. But if if you it, to pick out one of the newer acts, Sharon Wan is uh, yeah terrific.
0: I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. Right then. Tim, favourite set of the year. Yeah, this is one I almost regret having because we've seen hundreds of sets this year and it's so hard to choose. It's so, so hard to choose. But you know what? I'm changing my answer in the last second. Wow, what a moment. And look, here's the thing. Both options are Harry Hill, but... So originally I was going to say Harry Hill's Christmas set from barely a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to change that to a gig he did for us a couple of months ago. It was, it was the night Jake Lambert came because he had just done our podcast and he had said he'd never got to see Harry Hill. So I got to watch Jake Lambert watching his hero, Harry Hill, for the first time ever. Also, Sam Campbell was there, Tucson Douglas was there. We were all crowned round the bar. Training our necks to watch Harry's set. And there's not many comedians that inspire that. So it has to be Harry's set where every act came out to watch him. It was just so exciting.
1: I just think all of us in comedy just look, we all love Harry so much. If you were to write a book about comedy right now, that would be one of the overarching themes is that every, it doesn't matter who you are. You love Harry on and off stage. He, I think he's sort of like the de facto leader, king, boss, whatever you want to call it, governor of comedy.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. And yeah, I feel very lucky to have seen him as many times as I've seen him this year. And yeah, that set, just incredible. One of my favorite jokes. Again, I won't spoil it, but I saw that for the first time that night and I just think it's brilliant. So brilliant. Is it the joke about the dog? No, it is culture war. Mm. (laughs) Mm. What a time to
1: take a slug of tea, (laughs) incredible. Harry's Christmas set where he'd handmade the advent calendar with a different joke behind each window Gets a big honourable mention.
0: It well, it, it was it was my winner until about a minute ago. Yeah, just perfect. He said he was. Oh, I'll probably only do five minutes, and he then did. I'd say about half an hour, and it was all perfect.
1: Right, I'm gonna go with. I mean, there's so many. I'm well aware that look, any excuse for me to turn things into an advertorial for always be comedy, I'm probably going to take it. But I, I can think of some of the sets that the likes of Romesh and Pasco and Wang and Bill Bailey, like Joe Lyser, this uh, A some proper room shakers, right? Campbell, oh, yeah. Gamble, um. God, but the one I'm going to go with, God, Ashling B, just annihilates it. The one I'm going to go with, right, before he recorded his new special in Cork, but he's out now, Kevin Bridges came down to always be comedy. I would say in the history of always be comedy, in terms of people who've performed the night the most times, Pasco and Romesh are probably one and two. Bridges is also right up there. Now, given he lives in Glasgow, that is some achievement, right? But Kevin came down before the recording and what he'd done was he basically knew what he was going to do for the show, but as he said to the crowd, it was a bit like he'd got his starting 11, but he wanted to blood a few youth players to see if any of them might play in the Champions League final. And I won't spoil it, one of them from the night ends up in the special. And that set, bear in mind, these are all youth players, i.e., newer, fresher ideas. He just, he may as well have walked on with a Kalashnikov and just fired it into the ceiling for 20 minutes. It was, it was astonishing. So I'm going to go with that. Unfortunately, because it's all new gear, I can't ruin any of the bits. But I, w- I would go with that. And uh, and then I watch the subsequent special and it's uh, it's, a, it's a work of art. So that, uh, Kevin Bridges running through, uh, he's finessing his squad selection before the new special would be my set of the year. God. That's
0: an excellent shout. That's a really good one, really good one. But we're lucky, aren't we, Tim? Because there's so many to choose from. I honestly, we could do a top 100 and still be missing things out.
1: Oh, God, Flo and Joan. I'm just going, I'm scrolling through here. There have been so many absolute. Oh, I tell you what, Michael Odewale, he's a fucking talent, is that dude? Uh, right. Okay. that Tim, the, this, you've really, you've, you've excelled yourself. Right. I, I, and I've said this before and I was wrong. I think we're going to have the same moment of the year. Tim, your moment of the year.
0: Interesting. I I'm not sure we are. Mine isn't necessarily something that happened at a gig. It is just an always be comedy moment. It is maybe too uh, saccharine, but it is when we won the Chortle Award for best. Tim
1: Lewis, I was going to interrupt you there. We have the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, great! I'm so glad. We we'd never won a Chortle right. Always Be has been going for twelve plus years. We'd never won a Chortle award. The amount of importance we have put on this historically is unhealthy. Right? We acknowledge that. Tim and I are normally, I would say ninety nine point nine percent of the time, an excellent influence on each other. When it's come to this Chortle heartbreak down the years, we are. We acknowledge. An appalling influence. <laughs> oh, I've just said. I've just found a Kumar. I've just found a Kumar set from uh, end of March, and it's where someone is laughing. So, I, I actually remember this set. Anyway, I've picked mine, but could oh god, I could have picked so many. Anyway, with the with the with the Chortle Awards, we we, we we'd never won. And we it's a bit like uh, Sue Pollard and Peggy in Heidi high always wanting the yellow coat and she never gets the yellow coat and it's it's just the the con, the constant heartbreak of of not winning this thing. And I know that us admitting that is not a cool thing to admit, right? But anyway, I'm sat at my desk working Probably always, always become me work. it's not important. Phone vibrates, message from Tim Lewis. I't what this is it's a picture. open the picture. Tim has screen grabbed from the Chortle website that we'd won best pro comedy night. Tim, the fact that I can remember that in such detail really cements. What, but that, you know, when you work really, really hard and you know you've got a great night, and we're very lucky that that. It's really not for me to say this, but we're very lucky with who plays the night and who you know who loves playing the night. And so I guess to, we took Stephen Merchant was down shortly afterwards, and we took we we talked it through with Stephen, and, and and we we both said, look, we know it's silly, and he said, no, 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 it's not, it's not, and he he explained why it's nice to. I mean, this is someone who's won Baftas and you know, Emmys an okay. and whatnot. Um, but it was it was nice for him to explain why it meant
0: so much to us. God, that was that was that's so mad. That was the same day. Yeah, I got to see Stephen Merchant do stand up for the first time and we had received acknowledgement or say. uh we had received the chortle award yeah that was god that was a mad day now
1: the, the eagle-eyed uh among you when when we share our videos
0: you will have seen the chortle award
1: behind me some episodes at the moment there's a a, a painting by my eldest that uh currently obs ob- shouldn't use a word that you're not entirely sure how <laughs> you the word is obf- obfuscate. Is that how you pronounce it? Ooh, maybe. There you go. Obfuscate. It is obfuscate. Make obscure, unclear, unintelligible. Do you know what I should have said? It's in the way. It's
0: in the way. It's not in the way. It's a lovely p- picture, I should say. It
1: is a lovely picture. She. Did, it's inspired by that Blur album cover. It's inc- I think it's astonishing. Anyway. Um... Put that back. Put it with Batman. um Yeah, the Chortle win, and Tim, we, we, we'll try
0: win again in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I hate to say it, the campaign trail starts again quite soon.
1: <laughs> oh God, it does, doesn't it? So yeah, we'll be begging you, <laughs> podcast listeners. uh Yeah. Okay, Tim.
0: Moment of the year. That was good. Debut. Debut, now debut. God, baby's tricky because, like, we've been going for a long time. So I sort of assumed we'd had everyone, but the amount of new people we've had this year, including some real veterans, is amazing. It's really tricky. There's so many people I could have chosen, but it has to be one person. It's a person who wanted to do the gig for years and years. It is Tim Key. Tim Key doing the Always Be Comedy Show in October was just, that could have been near, that could be my moment of year. It was really cool. It was really great. That was great.
1: And then I've got to know Tim Key uh, reasonably well via Comedians Football as well. And it was, great to have him down has been such a thrill. What a great human uh, and what, a, what an astonishing comedian. Tim Lewis, you have impeccable taste. <laughs> Thank you very much. So an honorable mention, On debut, Jenny Eclair. Oh my God, yes, of course. One of the great sets. One of the great comedians. I've never seen this before, where a comedian, she had her iPad with her, and she goes, she'd say something like, right, this next bit, I'm actually not so sure. I actually think it needs an ending, but see how we go and then she would just switch into éclair the comedian and i just thought how the how are you how are you pulling that off and because you we've seen comedians you know i've seen a comedian go you know they might they might acknowledge a, a bit but the way she went from uh first gear to sixth gear was i've never it was like it was like flicking a light switch and it, it was like i've been doing this for Crikey, I think I've been a comedian for over 13 years. But to still get an absolute schooling like that was very special. So, it, it, God, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, Jenny Claire, I'm in awe of. Uh, and that, God, I, 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 I can't wait for it to come back. Uh, sometimes you see a comedian and you sort of, you want to get your jotter and pencil out and take notes. You, uh, Caulfield comes in that set in that same category, you're just like, oh God, this is this is another level. Um, but I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go.
0: I think I've got to go. I'm gonna go. Oh God. It's either Jenny Eclair or Bill Bailey. Again, like both came so close, so close. But yeah, I think Bill Bailey has been an absolute delight to have recently. Bailey's done a run of shows with us
1: and I would say, Tim, Bill Bailey is even lovelier than the listener could have hoped for. Is that that's a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's just a delight. You're listening thinking, I bet that Bill Bailey's nice. And we're going, he is, but he's even nicer than you might have in your mind's eye. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the fact that he's been bringing Mark Lamar down has been a lovely cherry on top as well. Yeah, love. So lovely. So lovely. Great Tim, great categories. Well done. I also... I mean, I, was a was a debut as well, wasn't he? Kimel
0: Nanjani's a debut. Was Rich Hall a debut this year? I think Rich Hall was a debut this year. I also, so I've sort of alluded to this before. Like in my note, I'd in my notes app, I've got a few goals for ABC for this year. One of which was I'd I would like more American acts or international acts, let's say. And one of them was the debuting star of SNL, James Austin Johnson. That was a real treat. He closed our birthday show, and that was so cool. I had... I can't believe i have forgotten.
1: Having James Austin Johnson down was such a thrill. One of the main stars of Saturday Night Live, the guy that does Donald Trump, for goodness sake... James Austin Johnson's Donald Trump is so iconic that I, I won't name names, but I got to ask James if certain Trump impressions were perhaps inspired by his Trump impression. And James Austin Johnson gave the tip of the wink that you are correct, my friend. He has had the same thoughts. Um, And unfortunately, James Austin Johnson is set for an even bigger... 2024. The reason I say unfortunately is, and it's because whether we like it or not, and let's be honest, we probably don't like it, there's going to be a lot more Trump in our lives in 2024. So James Austin Johnson will be on SNL uh, even more, I, I would have thought, 2024. Tim, is that a fair guess? Um, I wish I wasn't, but I think it is. I think SNL, because it's the American election next year, 2024, it depends when you listen, SNL are so confident that Trump is going to have such a big year that they've had to take Biden off James Austin Johnson and give him to another cast member because of what's going to happen in 2024. Wow. Oh, my God. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that really is. Because James Austin Johnson's Biden is, I would say, as good as his Trump. Yeah. Um, and so they've had to make the difficult decision because of the number of uh, presidential debate sketches that they'll be doing where Biden and Trump will need to be in the same sketch. A bit of comedy trivia for you there, guys. Um, but yeah, so we got to know James, we got to know, we we, we, <laughs> we got to chat with James Austin Johnson that night and he stayed for a chat afterwards. What a, what a lovely guy. What an amazing set. What an amazing talent. Tim... Great shout. James Austin Johnson, an SNL star down at Always Be Comedy. You know what, Tim? I think we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, our big challenge is having 2024 top 2023 because 2023 was unquestionably, 20, 2023 was unquestionably our best ever year. I think it has to be because also the Always Be Comedy pod, podcast launched. Launched the Ruddy podcast. That was good timing that we launched the podcast as the comedy night went up about 12 levels
0: yeah i mean genuinely it's very mawkish but it's been such a exciting year i've really really loved this year for always be comedy
1: it has been an exciting year for always be comedy thank you for all, all your support and it's it's actually as good as these categories have been Tim. it's actually a shame that the final category is favourite non-always be comedy show?
0: <laughs> yeah, God.
1: God, about that. As we drive the car up to the house and then reverse
0: it back out onto the street. Yeah, shame actually. Uh, go for it. My my favourite. Sorry show. for the
1: noises, guys. That's just everything falling off my table. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tim. Go for
0: it. My favourite show of the year that was not an always-be-comedy show is a fringe show. I was talking to Laura Ricotte about it this week, and she was at the exact same performance as me, which is fascinating. Um, It was Julia Masley's show, which is called Ha 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 Ha. If you don't know Julia Masley, she's an Estonian clown, and... It's so hard to describe what the show is like. It was part of it remind me of Woman in Black, the theatre show, but it is like heartwarming, sort of improvised stuff. This is not stuff I would normally link with me, like and my tastes. But I thought it was a perfect, beautiful show. And the show myself and Julie went to that was had the, all the hallmarks of a buzzy fringe show. Sat behind me was Frank Skinner, who was well, <laughs> snuck in the back. Uh, Adam Kay was in. It was really cool. And essentially what it is, is her solving audience members' problems in a very creative way. And there's a moment which is so beautiful. I can't really talk about without getting choked up. I thought wow. it was absolutely incredible. It's on a the so theatre in January, I think. And I really think you should all go. Well that's lovely Tim that you've you've picked someone there who you're able to actually
1: steer our listener towards because uh, as innovative and as uh, clearly very talented as they are some some listeners may, may not necessarily have heard of them uh so you're sh- you're doing a lovely thing there and shining a light on someone who uh would be I'm sure would be very grateful that you've done that Tim what a lovely thing to do
0: more for saying from James I'm sure
1: and what I'm about to do is do the same because the fact I want to, you know, that, that certainly needs my help, is Kevin Bridges. Oh, <laughs> that, that upstart! Right. So, as you may know, I I quite I'm quite the fan of Kevin Bridges. So, his new special came out the other day, and I'm such a super fan that pretty much the nanosecond it was released, I. Bought it on YouTube because it's a it's a streaming it's a streaming job and watched it immediately because I, I'm I'm like the I'm a Kevin Bridges super fan but I think I think that this special is one of I think it's one of the greatest comedy specials of all time and it's I, I'm, I'm loath to use the word shame it's it's a shame that we the the era of the um, the comedy special being. Uh, the, the, almost like a, a, an event sort of it, it's not that's not been the way for about 10 years I, I would say Tim when when you had um vhs's and then dvd's that sort of like every family in the country had if that makes sense so everyone had on vhs peter k's top of the tower that that sort of era but there we're going back 25 years uh, uh Tim, what 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 would other examples be of that? Maybe the Flanagan Out Out? Flanagan Out Out, absolutely. There are some John Bishop ones. Bishop ones. Definitely were that. Um whereas now, obviously, in the age of uh Skybox Office and as I say, buying things on YouTube, it, it it's different and, and so it's uh the landscape has changed. However, kevin bridges overdue catch up. if you get a chance to see it uh from start to finish i would say it's up there with kevin's best ever specials in that it's belly laughs all the way through but then also is profound in the way that vintage kevin is and so he actually has something to say it's that there, there are when i say message I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's like oprah winfrey but Ke- the thing with kevin and one of the reasons why he's one of the greatest stand-ups of all time is that he's very 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 funny but there's also more to it than that he, he also has something to say and so if you want to treat yourself this christmas treat yourself to um a new mug from always be comedy but if you treat yourself to something else um kevin bridges the overdue Up is one of the best shows i've ever seen Perhaps predictably, I can also tie it back to Always Be Comedy because we're very lucky that he'd spent the previous months and couple of years building up that material with us at Always Be Comedy at the Tommy Field, and so to see all those bits, to see the jigsaw be put together on the special was 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 indeed very special. So uh, that would
0: be my pick. Yeah, fantastic pick. Can't. I couldn't put it better myself. What a show. Tim, I'll be honest with you.
1: I thought that was going to take five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, not, not quite. And so we don't have time for the thing that I had up my sleeve. Really? No, we don't. Oh, God. You want me to tell you what it was? Yes, please. Or maybe we do it if we, you know what? I'm going to save it. Wow. I'm okay. gonna save it. And no, I'm not being a I'm not being a, a, a dick there. I mean maybe I am. I'm not being a dick there. It's worth me saving it. But that but that was a that was a I think there's a lot there for the listener and we'll
0: save the the ace up my sleeve for another time. Well, I'm very excited to find out what that is. I genuinely don't have a clue. Good. Good, good, good. That's good. Um, any other business, Tim? I don't think any other business, really. I'd like to know from the listeners what their winners of those awards would be.
1: Send in your own answers if you want. Don't have to do all of them because I appreciate we've taken, you know, we we took quite a bit of time. If you want to pick one, do that. If you want to do all of them, you know, do whatever you like. But yeah, please do send them in. The team at Always Be Comedy or share them on the socials at Always Be Comedy. Tim, I can't give you enough credit there. That was a brilliant... Those categories were perfect.
0: Thank you very much. I <laughs> do regret us ending on a best non ABC show. However, <laughs>
1: you know what, Tim? We didn't put as mu- as moments. I know we put the Chortle win. What about Rod Gilbert's speech?
0: Yeah, again, look, there's so many things we haven't shouted out. But yeah, Rod Gilbert's speech at the end of his uh, preview of us, us, you'll be able to see it on our Instagram. It is just wonderful. It is so really. So lovely! Oh, Michael Jewling's creating a new logo for us. Michael Jewling's created a new logo for us. James Acaster built up Heckler's Welcome with us. It was just we've we've been very lucky this year, and also you've done you've done brilliantly this year, James. I must say it's been it's been a treat. That means a lot. Thank you. Thanks very
1: much. Um, well, Christ mate, as as have you. What a lovely backslapping way to end the. Uh, Inside. Um,
0: Tim, did you have a favourite podcast guest? Oh, they're all my favourites. But shall I, shall I pick one? Shall yeah, I pick I'm going one? to pick. I've got one. Okay, I'm going to pick David Earl. I absolutely adore David Earl. I loved Brian Gittins. I loved Combo. And I love Chatterbix. And I thought it was really cool hearing someone who doesn't really do stand up anymore talk about it so warmly.
1: We so we'll make this we'll make this an official category, actually. so then we've ended on a on an ABC note. Brilliant. I'm gonna go Harry Hill. yeah, of course. Of course. God, he's winning a lot of awards for us. No one is better at punching me squarely in the face than <laughs> Harry Hill because he knows me very, very well. And so if you if you haven't listened to that episode and you like the thought of someone uh, making contact with their fist and my chin, um, the <laughs> Harry just Harry know Harry knows me and knows how to uh, a bit like my daughters knows how to pull my leg, and uh, that that I, I love that episode a great deal. Um, but to be fair, Tim, they've all been great, haven't they? They've all been great. I could pick so many of them. Tim, thank you for everything. We will see you soon. Uh, we wish you uh, a very merry Christmas and a very happy festive season see
0: you soon